This is the Family Culture Project, episode 27. One word can change the way you navigate the holiday season. We're Carl and Kimberly Amici, and we're here to help you live a life of purpose with the ones you love. And become the family you were meant to be. Thanksgiving and Christmas are quickly approaching. Most people I know either look forward to the season or dread it. Guess what? I dread it. Well, not really, but sort of. That was until we found a way to focus and simplify our holiday experience. It changed the way we approach the holidays, and we know it will change the way you approach yours. So Kimberly, you mentioned in the opening that you actually dread the holidays. What do you really mean? Well, the problem with the holidays is that I have really high expectations for the season. I get it in my head, everything that I want to do during that time. I want to have meaningful Advent devotionals. I want to decorate my home like they do on Pinterest. I want to cook my favorite meals, but then I also want to try new meals. I want to get all my shopping done early or make beautiful DIY gifts for everybody. I envision lots of snuggling in front of the fireplace with hot chocolate. I think about taking the train into the city to see the lights. And next thing I know halfway through the season, I realize that none of this is going to get done. And then I get disappointed. And then sometimes even apathy sets in and I just, I get discouraged (laughs) to be honest with you. I mean, I do love the season, but I feel like there's, for me, there's so many opportunities to be set up for disappointment. So I definitely think we need to ban Pinterest this year. Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. What about you? Am I the only one that gets stressed out on the holidays? Well, I get stressed out a little bit, but mostly because, um, the time that I'm off, I'd, I'd like to fit a lot in the time that I'm off. I'm spending time with the family, so I have this expectation that we're going to spend time with certain friends and we're going to spend time with certain family and we're going to do these cool things with the kids. And everything I think I could fit in in that week never usually happens. Mm-hmm. So that's usually the most stressful part for me. You know, and I think part of the season, too, is that when I get disappointed, my kids will pick up on that and then they tend to get disappointed. And so oftentimes I've heard my kids say, oh, remember last year we were supposed to do X, Y, and Z and we didn't? Remember when you said we were going to do this and we didn't? And so it's it's difficult because not only am I managing my expectations, but I got to set the tone in our home that this is a special time of year, that it's a season that we're meant to celebrate. It's a season that we're meant to be together. And if I create expectations for myself, and if I don't meet them, and then I get disappointed, and I get frustrated, and I get touchy with everybody, then it's not a great experience for the kids. And so they take their cues from us about how they're going to anticipate and receive the holidays. And so I'm super mindful of that. And I really have been, I, I want that to change. Well, it's a good thing that you wanted that to change because tell, tell, tell our listeners about what we did last year to help make that possible. Last year, based on a suggestion from my friend Noelle, we chose one word that would narrow our family's focus for those last couple weeks of the year. So instead of going with the flow, we decided to choose one word that would kind of provide the framework for how we would embrace the activities around November and December. So there's... There's been a trend that's been happening over the last couple of years where people choose one word for their entire year. It's sort of in place of resolutions or goals, and it's a great idea. I've done it the last couple of years, but my friend Noelle said, what if we were to do it for those last couple of weeks of the year, the ones that tend to be stressful or the ones that tend to be busy? 
you know, what if we finished our, our, our year well? And so she's the one who told me about it. And it absolutely was amazing because just simplifying what those last couple of weeks stand for, I think created significance, it created value, and it created a great experience for our family. So Kimberly, what do you think the one word helped us do last year? Well, I think it helped us to not overspend, to not overcommit, and to really make lasting memories with our family. It definitely helped me get rid of unrealistic expectation and helped me have a focus, something very simple that I wanted to see come out of that season. It also helped me set boundaries and be very intentional with my time. Yeah, so it's a lot about what we talk about with the core values and ha- and utilizing that to help you set your calendar. I think this one word really jumps in for this season. And um, along with your core values, it, it's a focus word um, that really helps you not lose focus for what you're trying to achieve during the holiday season. So Carl, you picked our one word last year, or at least it was your suggestion. We all agreed to it. What was it? So for last year, the word that we chose as a family was the word jolly. Jolly, I think, is kind of self-explanatory, but let me tell you how we used it a little bit. You know, so we would think about the things that were coming up um, that we could participate in. Um, We were thinking about the people that were coming over. We were thinking about the holiday events that we were hosting. Um, And we would focus the experience on being jolly. So was this going to create joy for us and the people that were visiting with us? Was this going to create a joyful experience for us and our children if we were spending time together? Um, and did it make us feel jolly? And if it didn't, we were, we were, we were basically excluding it from the activities. And, and that, that also included um, not over-scheduling. So the key was... If we were overscheduled and we were stressed, we weren't going to be jolly. So don't overschedule, don't overcommit um, so that we can maintain jolly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And our word was Christmas specific, but yours doesn't have to be. So some of the options could be faith, feast, giving, happy, healthy, journey, joy, peace, merry. <laughs> there's an endless amount of words that you can use to focus your holiday season. Yeah, I remember when Noelle told us about it. I think the word she chose for that year was peace. She just needed, um, she had a, you know, one of those kind of years that was very tumultuous, a lot of ups and downs, and she just wanted to um, spend peaceful time at home with her family and her friends and not, um, you know, just not, stress out, just, just relax, enjoy, like you said, um, a cup of hot chocolate, snuggling with the kids, um, watching some of the Christmas movies and, and doing things that just created, um, a peaceful environment for them. Mm-hmm. So when we came up with our word, we did get the kids involved in the process, but ultimately Carl, you did pick the word, but I think everybody bought into it. I think everybody was excited. I think it was a good word to pick for the first time out for us because, We were just looking forward to doing some new things. We were hosting Christmas that year, and we were looking forward to really settling into the new routine we had in our home since we've had it renovated and just doing new things. And I think Jolly really worked for us. 
Yeah, jolly was one of those words that I, you know, as we explained it to the kids, um, and we started to explain to them, you know how sometimes we over we overschedule ourselves, or not, sometimes we're stressed out because we don't get everything done. Well, this is helping us focus to stay away from that experience. So they, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think they jumped in on on the fact that uh, that made a lot of sense to them. Yeah, and one words are great because I think that kids can focus on one word more than they can say on a set of values, which we understand and we know that we're working into our family culture, but one word really makes it something that they can grasp a hold of and that they can carry through them. And they hold themselves accountable and us accountable to it as well, because I remember them saying at one point, hey, is that dad, is that going to make us jolly for this season? And I was like, "Mm." or when you were grumpy, dad, are you being jolly? jolly. (laughs) I'm like, "Mm, ouch. Okay. So there's a couple of questions that your one word can answer for you. So when you're using word, like, for example, peace or jolly, it's going to answer the questions such as, are we hosting intimate gatherings or are we having large get-togethers? Are we buying or making our gifts? Are we staying close to home or taking the train into the city on the weekends? Yeah. Do we visit family or do we invite them to our house? Do we cook our favorite holiday recipes or do we try to find some new ones to enjoy with um, our guests? Do we listen to upbeat Christmas music or play traditional hymns? And I love how all of that can be answered with the one word. Hey there. Did you know every family is known for something? What do you want your family to be known for? Download our free family culture discussion sheet. In just 30 minutes, you'll explore who you are as a family and discover who you want to become together. Go to www.thefamilycultureproject.com and start living a life of purpose with the ones you love today. Be sure to type in the, T-H-E, familycultureproject.com for the free download. So Kimberly, give our listeners some suggestions on how they go about picking their one word. Okay, so the first thing you do is reflect on what kind of year you've already had. So this time last year, we were getting ready to launch the Family Culture Project. So we knew that we had come off a year of clarifying what we wanted to be known for, determining our values, and we really wanted to end the year in a way that celebrated the things that we had done. And then next, you anticipate what's coming in 2019. For us, we knew it was gonna be a busy first half of the year, and so it meant a lot to us to go into that season well with a heart that was jolly. So what I suggest is, is look for an emotion or a feeling or an action that'll bring both the past and what you're expecting for the next year together. You may have had a year of tremendous success and you just are feeling happy and you want to celebrate. You may have lost loved ones or have had a really busy and stressful season and you're just tired and so you want peace, you want relaxation, you want rest. Start to think about how this year has made you feel and then think about how you want to feel going into the new year. Those can be indicators of words that you can choose. And then also take a look at your calendar. What are the commitments and the responsibilities that you're already aware of? So are there family members you're already committed to seeing? Do you have travel already booked? Are there parties and volunteer commitments that you do every single year? And then are there birthdays? So in light of everything that you've listed and examined, figure out what that one word would be. And then that word is what will help you say yes to things and what will help you say no to things and answer the questions we mentioned earlier. So Kimberly, how did we feel last year after we chose the one word? 
Well, I think just the simple act of choosing that word really eliminated the dread that happens during the holidays. So instead of being stressed out, I definitely found creative ways to live out the word jolly. I had my eyes open for things that would be exciting, that would be celebratory. I even got pillows that said jolly because I wanted to consistently remind ourselves of what this season would hold for us. You know, it was still the busy time of year, but with that one word as the filter, I felt like I definitely had the confidence to say yes to things and to no to things. And one other thing that it did for me was that it really eliminated that fear of missing out or that fear that I wasn't doing enough. I had confidence in all the choices that I was going to make. I, I think it made a big difference for me as well because, um, you know, I, I would get a little stressed out with your stress, actually, if you think about it. Um, so it was it was one word that I could use between the two of us that could get you back on track. I mean, not that it no, didn't get me back on track as well because <laughs> I, I, I needed it. But it felt like it gave me a tool. And, and I think the kids used it as well on, on us. Anytime we were getting off track, we would use the word to get us back on track. Definitely. So the one word for the holiday season will equip you to navigate the rest of November and December with success. It will also help you maintain the family culture that you're already establishing in your home. So if you need some help deciding your one word for this season, download our free worksheet that will help walk you through the process. In it, there's a word bank, questions that will help you choose your one word, and a calendar for helping you plan your time well. If you've been enjoying the show, we'd like to ask you for a favor. Would you be willing to leave a short review in iTunes? We're passionate about helping families thrive, and reviews help families find us. We really appreciate your support. Remember, family culture is not about perfect. It's about purpose. To learn more about the Family Culture Project, go to thefamilycultureproject.com.